Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The county registrar is promising a vote dump later on this hour. Originally, we were told it wouldn't be till Friday before uh-huh. we got another round of results. So, in fact, in a long story that the Times ran, the registrar, Dean Logan, said, I don't want to just parse out votes here and there and not give people a real picture of something that's going on. I want to do big drops of votes. Yeah, well, I think probably too many people complained. Probably, because they're yeah. sitting on over a million so, ballots. Uh, so they, got a, they administered a laxative, huh? <laughs> Unclog the system. Sometime between 4.30 and 5, we're expected to get the latest results in races, of course. That include the L.A. County Sheriff, the L.A. Mayor's race, some city council seats. But speaking of the L.A. County Sheriff, and uh, it's not looking good, at least in the first results. Alex Villanueva is uh, double-digit behind Robert Luna in the race uh, for that position. we got Steve Gregory here, though, to report on something between Villanueva and the L.A. County D.A.'s office. Yeah, it looks like for the first time in, in the four years that Villanueva's, or that Villanueva's been in office, the, the tables have turned a bit where the DA is now kind of going after the sheriff. In this particular case, uh, a video that was released last week, it was sent out on uh, cell phones and other platforms. And it's basically the sheriff in civilian clothing asking deputies for assistance. And here's the, uh, now the audio that we're going to play is very low quality, but uh, you'll, you'll be able to make it out. And we'll, it's about, it's just under a minute, but listen to it. This message for deputies. Four years ago, I got the endorsement of ALADS. And they created an independent expenditure committee and spent a significant sum that supported my historic election. This year I have that same endorsement. However, there is no independent expenditure coming from ALS, which means they've left the membership high and dry and meet to the fate of fighting George Soros and Jeff Katzenberg all by myself. So it's up to each and every one of you who want to be a sheriff. We're going to win this thing, and Lord willing, and if you want to help, anything will help us get our message out there, get our ads online and on TV and our texting going on. So I'll leave it up to you. Any donation is great. 20 bucks, all the way up to 1500 bucks. your choice. And uh, I look forward to your support. Thank you. Is there a reason why that audio is so poor? Uh, yeah, it's the way that the way the recording made its way to me is it was like I think it went through fifteen different oh, I see. pairs of hands or something. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I apologize for that. But it, something's it, being squeezed. But it was not intended to go out publicly. It was only intended to go out to 
certain de- I mean, just a group of deputies within the union. So he said last time around he got money from the right. The, the Times says he got more than a million dollars in 2018. It's like 1.2, 1.3 million or something like that. This year they've only given 1,500. And that was a huge difference for him last year. And that and that money went toward a last minute. I, I believe it was a mailing campaign with a photo of Jim McDonald shaking Trump's hand. It was a it was a brilliant strategy on the part of the Democratic Party that in the in the union it helped at the time. I remember seeing that going, man, that was pretty smart at the last minute. So but he, he, I mean, the, the sheriff's deputies had turned on Villanueva. Well. I don't know where it came from, only that the DA's office said they received numerous complaints that they felt like this was a violation of uh, election law and that there is a policy within the department that says an employee of the department cannot solicit political campaigns from another employee in the department and that there's a state election law that basically, in essence, essence says the same thing. So they received complaints at the DA's office and Tiffany Blacknell the director of communications for the DA's office says they take this very seriously and they're going to dig deep and find out if indeed this is a violation of any kind of law. Um, so, but why, why did the uh, association of LA deputy sheriffs not contribute much money? I, this I, year? I don't know why I do know that they were, they stuck with the sheriff through all of these turbulent waves that he had. And we're talking about a lads. It's the association for LA deputy sheriffs, the largest union uh, representing deputies. And, you know, even when there, some of that stuff had come out about the sheriff, uh, the allegations against the sheriff about withholding, uh, you know, trying to cover up the, the deputy with the knee on the neck and all that other stuff in Van Nuys Courthouse, uh, the, the union stuck with him through the whole thing. I don't know why they didn't give him the money. This Did time they give uh, the opponent, Robert Luna, money? No, not to my knowledge. So they basically sat out the race. Yeah, and, and see, this was also one of the first times that I was told that the union had given an endorsement prior to a primary. Mm-hmm. They typically wait till after the primary and see who the front runner is, and then they re- reevaluate. But we're going back to January is when uh, January February is when the union sat down and started to speak with all of the candidates because I think there were nine at the time, and they went through every one of them one on one as a board, and then they had their debate, and then they made their decision, and they decided to to back Villanueva. So what is the, this could be a criminal case? It, it just says it's a, a, a political contributions from other employees, but if it's a state law, it, it's, it looks as though the public, public integrity unit at the DA's office is looking into it. If there's any kind of a violation of electioneering or election law of any kind like that, they probably will make recommendations to the AG's office. So then at the same time, as if, you know, you got the results of the election, this going on, then today, a deputy was just charged with unlawful death of a, of a person from last year in a shooting uh, on duty. And then a judge is ordering Villanueva to appear before her next month to explain why he should not be held in contempt for ignoring three subpoenas in 2021 to testify before the Civilian Oversight Commission. This is not a good oh. week for Sheriff Villanueva. No. It's no. tough. You know, I heard your interview with him. He sounded kind of down. Yeah, and plus I, you know, he was up all night until like three the next morning, and, oh, and I I'd caught him early. So I think on top of that, and just he was just fatigued as well. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, this is, and you guys know as well as I do uh, that if things don't go well for the sheriff in this particular round, there are people out there that are salivating to go after him. 
So, I mean, it's going to be an all-out. Go after him in what way? Oh, look this at is this. like when this Trump became ex-president. Yeah, the DA <laughs> and all the civilian oversight. I mean, I'm curious that if for some reason the sheriff is not reelected and as it looks now Luna's got the comfortable lead, but let's say the sheriff's not reelected. Do all these investigations and do all these lawsuits, do all these things keep moving forward, or do they just disappear? But I think what's going to happen— like, well, I, I wondered if the purpose of these investigations was to drive him uh, out of office. Well, it doesn't create bad publicity, so it doesn't vote. Right, to drive up his negatives, so he he loses. I I don't know, but like I said, this is one of those things that, you know, when he was talking to me in that interview that Ken mentioned, he said, I knew I was fighting the establishment. He said, this election is not about uh, me versus Luna. This is an indictment on me, and it's a referendum on me, so. Yeah. Plus, the dopey voters of L.A. County approved that uh, they gave oh, the Board of Supervisors the power, yeah, to remove a sheriff. Is right? that legal? Well, I think— Yeah, how, do, how, does this, how do five supervisors get to overrule— The electorate? Yeah, the electorate? That just strikes me as I, not constitutional. I think most of this stuff is symbolic at best, because what's going to end up happening— um, uh, You know, I think what's going to end up— Yeah, if, this, if they ever try to pull the trigger on this kind of a move— Oh, you mean um, they wanted that if he won re-election? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they wanted in their back pocket because then it's going to get tied up in courts anyway. And then, you know, the thing is now is county council, which is supposed to be representing the sheriff and the department independently from the board of supervisors, uh, has been ordered not to defend the sheriff and the department independently. So he has no legal representation from the oh, county of Los Angeles. Well, so they, they really aligned oh, to... Uh, oh, they, I have never seen a more concerted effort to unseat somebody. It's almost like he was he was a virus and the immune system coalesced to eject him. Oh, and that, that virus system included media, elected, yeah. uh, Democratic Party. It, it, it included a bunch of different things, a lot of different antibodies <laughs> in this one. <laughs> they all came yeah. together and coalesced <laughs> to go after one individual. But you know what's f- interesting about that, guys? Is that it, it, it is kind of fascinating to me how much fear one man has put in a bunch of others. Yeah. It, it, it's like, what what did he do to them exactly? He said no. It's that That's, simple? It's that simple. He said no. Wow, they demand absolute... Uh... Well, you can understand his feud with the Board of Supervisors. They basically want to end all the jails. They, they would like to end all the police and end all the, the county jails and everything. It's like, you know, what are you trying to Supervisors do? Supervisors want complete obedience or they're going to come, they're going to get you. Yeah. I mean, and, and the thing is they don't understand is their only role in all of this is to provide a budget. And even then they couldn't provide a budget. But, yeah, Ken mentioned this yesterday. Not too long ago, we had Lee Baca. Who is right. as corrupt as hell? Sherman Block back in the nineties. It was, was senile. It was, too. A, it was another piece of work. Uh, I the supervisors never went, went after those guys, you and know, those guys really did bad stuff. I think that's why they didn't go after him. Oh, they were intimidated if, by those. If two. you think about it, who do you think knows where the bodies are buried and the skeletons are at? Oh, I see. Oh, so you got a lot of you, you got to remember, and that's some old school. You go back to Baca. That was a little tinge of the old school politics at play. Right. That was a different yeah. way of doing things. This board today is a completely different makeup. Yeah. And it's a different, it's all about ego. And it's, I mean, it's about ego back then too, but it's all, it's a whole different ball game out there now with this board of supervisors. And, and depending on who takes Sheila Kuehl's place, I don't know what kind of an impact that person's going to have. But, um, but just so, as long as you still have that sort of the majority makeup like you have there, 
you'll continue to have this. Now, if Luna becomes the new sheriff and he gets in there, he keeps saying he is not a puppet of the of the board. So we'll just see. We'll have to see. We'll you know, see. the proof will be in the pudding. I saw strings dangling out underneath his jacket, though, at the debate. Luna. So I don't know what they're going to be attached to. <laughs> oh, that's good. But one thing we do know, John, Ray Lopez is not going to get on the L.A. County Board of Supervisors. I think No? Vote Was I the only vote? You were the only yeah, vote voted for, for Ray, Ray to replace Sheila Kuhl. Did you write Kuhl. him in? Yes. Well, he you know did. what my choices are? Bob Hertzberg. Nobel Bob uh-huh. and and the 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 nut who is the mayor of West Hollywood, <laughs> Lindsay, Horvath. Lindsey Horvath. Like, what would you do, <laughs> Ross Perot? I, I, yeah, he actually exactly. wrote in Ray Lopez. Ray Lopez yeah. was my it. Ross Perot. I would. You know what? I should put in a records request to find out how many. Yeah, people it's in there somewhere. It's got to be. Yeah, That's gotta how we can prove if they counted John's vote. Part of the permanent Legal. record, right? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Right. I'm going to go for Ray. He's going to be my go-to now. I, I think Ray should to. run the ethics commission. <laughs> now you're going crazy. Perfect. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Steve Gregory, KFI News. Uh, coming up next, uh, money, a chance at money, a keyword. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. In and yeah, and sometime before 5 o'clock, we might get a vote count dump from the LA County Registrar voters they say between 4:30 yes. and 5 they will release new vote totals they are massaging the vote colon right now they are massaging the vote colon yes hmm. okay well john here comes a bombshell you know that uh, steve gregory hosts a show right and what's it called it's uh, called uh, the steve gregory show unsolved unsolved right cold cases the breaking news this afternoon, and it's interesting, I'm watching the audio, the video that's on my screen is from Fox 7 in New York. Is it New York? Fox 5 in New York. Yeah, I know. It says Fox 7. It had New York underneath it. It's actually, uh, it's Laura Ingall. And she's interviewing, the person she's talking to is um, the father of Jean Benet Ramsey. The Boulder Police Department is is partnering up with the Colorado Cold Case Review Team, and they are reopening the case of the death of Jean Benet Ramsey, Christmas Day, nineteen ninety six. That is the coldest of cold cases since Jean Benet's murder. Detectives have investigated leads, more than twenty one thousand tips, letters, and emails. They said they traveled to nineteen states to interview or speak with more than one thousand individuals. In case you folks listening don't know well, anything a, about this, John Benet Ramsey was a generation that doesn't know. Wow, she was a six-year-old girl reported missing from her family's home in Boulder, Colorado, on the morning of December 26, nineteen ninety-six, by her mother, who said she found a bizarre ransom note demanding one hundred eighteen thousand dollars in exchange for the child. Her father, John Bennett, found his daughter's body in the basement of the family's home later that day. She was beaten strangled and potentially sexually assaulted no one has ever been charged in her murder the only people known to be home that day were the father john the mother patsy and her brother burke who was nine years old at the time and we found out in the ensuing days that they thought the ransom note appeared to have been written by the mother patsy so but they were eventually cleared in 2008 when dna from an unidentified third party was found on John Benet's pajama pants. There was such a national frenzy over this. Oh my God, there was. It, it went was, on for years. It was overwhelming. And all the family members were suspected at one time or another. Because they, they all acted strangely. Uh, the parents, particularly. 
the boy and was we forgot really... to mention she was a pageant girl yeah and that's what really so they dressed her up for those little child beauty pageants well, the mother was strange and i think that and the mother's passed away by the way yeah long long that. time ago and and the and the dad uh, shortly after the murder packed up the family remember and they moved to another state and so it looked like he was trying to cover up either for himself or for his wife. Uh, there was speculation that the little brother might have now, uh, the nine-year-old brother did it. The that, speculation. That's right. And and so they they were hounded. And there've been so many books. And I know we had we had, I remember at least one author on. Everybody right. had their their book investigating the case with their own theory. And uh, but uh, nothing was ever concluded. They believe that with more modern technology, if they put all this evidence under the microscope again, that they might find something more promising. I didn't even know this. Some believe the killer was a former pageant photographer who was arrested on child porn charges in 2019. Oh, that was another theory. Really? A pageant photographer arrested on child porn? All right. Wow. Do we know, though, if he was ever associated with the Ramses? Did he know them? I don't know. It's first I heard of that one. Right. I mean, the, 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 it was Boulder, right? Boulder, Colorado. Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, the Boulder police botched the case from moment one. And, and that occasionally happens in cases where if you don't get it right in the first few hours, you never That's catch right. up. In terms of securing the crime scene, collecting yeah. the evidence, interviewing the people. Yeah. You, you, you know, you, you've got to isolate the mother, the father, the brother immediately and get, some, get their first story on the record. She and, died from strangulation and a blow to the head. An eight and a half inch fracture on her skull. That was. And our, maybe, yeah, that's right. Remember, there was a theory that she was a bedwetter and the mother didn't like it or something. And that was another theory. That was a both. very violent act, though, for a, a, a mother or father to do to a little girl. Like, I, I can't recall um, a, a parent doing that sort of thing unless you have a long running abuse case, like yeah. we've had the last few years, the, the LA County Child Services cases. Right. And usually that. Involves, you know, a boyfriend or a, a, a stepfather uh, situation. But to have a bi- biological parents assault a little girl like that. But, there, you know, but it was the thing that threw everybody off was the handwriting looked to be in, in, in mom's mom's handwriting. It did, yeah. Yeah. And so that's how, how could you not think that the family wasn't involved then? All right, we got more coming up. And, of course, we're looking to see if sometime this hour we get an update on the vote count in L.A. County. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each individual. And for organizations, LHH provides consultative support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com today ray and i are trying to get uh, the email with the vote update yeah i'm looking at it on the screen here it did just come out although I, it's not a lot of extra votes the los angeles city general municipal election for mayor rick caruso 273,941. karen bass 271,246 is the update that breaks out to 50.25 percent for caruso 49.75% for Bass. 
But I could swear the last update was, it was in the two fifties. Yeah, so something like that. Because I remember they they passed five hundred thousand total votes. Right. This is about five hundred forty thousand total votes. So forty extra thousand votes. That seems to be the. It's all we get from this update today. Uh, He's tr- still ahead, but it's smaller lead. Tracy Park leads slightly smaller, but still basically 55-45. Maybe a half. Yeah, it does. It does. 54.96. She, I think, is down a half a point. Yeah. So that wasn't much of a dump. <coughs> no, I thought it would be a bigger no. dump, but it's oh, well, it's only uh, two days after the election. What do you expect? Uh, um, we still have... More laxative for the system. More laxative. I think they felt pressure because they were going to release these numbers tomorrow. And I guess they were tired of hearing from the pundits well, and everybody it, it, else that, uh, I, what are you doing? I don't want to hear any stupid excuses. That's why that LA Times article pissed me off. It's all the people in the system going, well, you have to understand and you have to be patient. There's no reason for instant gratification. You're counting what votes by hand? One, two, three, <laughs> four. And you got a million to go? We have to wait until you count to a million. The problem is that they're antiquated mail ballots. So they sit there with an envelope and stare at the signature and the address first. Okay. Verify that. Then they open it up and they have to tabulate. Because there are a lot of things we voted on. Okay. I, I didn't even open my packet. So forgive my ignorance here. But you voted by mail. Was it a paper ballot? or did Yes. And, yes. and what did you do? Just check boxes or what? No, don't check. You have to fill in the ovals. Okay. so then It they... says do not check box. Completely fill in the ovals with dark ink. So they feed that sheet into a machine, right? That I'm guessing yes, and it can pick up the uh, the coloring, it's right? like SAT uh, tests. Yeah, I don't think somebody sits there and tabulates on a pad. <laughs> I hope not. Yes, something like SAT tests where you fill in the ovals, right? All right, so they got to feed a million of these into the system, but they got to go through this whole signature verification. Yeah, the first part is done manually. Someone sits there, looks at the envelope, compares the signature and the address to what's on the envelope to what's on the records. Compare this to voting in person, right? I gave they they asked for my my uh, name, address, birthday. They asked for your birthday, huh? Well, to I my never memory, got asked yes, that. yes, birthday. No, I never got asked that. When okay, I voted and then everything popped up on a screen, and they said, "Can you verify this?" Right. And you have to sign. So with with a little uh, stylus, I and signed they took blood, on the screen. Right? They took blood. They 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 took blood, uh, a stool sample. <laughs> oh. When she asked for a semen deposit, I said, uh-uh, I'm not, not here. How about an anal swab? Yeah, an anal swab. <laughs> There's some Chinese government officials like, you guys out, all right? Got to make sure you're okay to not, vote. Not, not doing the uh, COVID test there. Uh, uh, but I, uh, I, it, it was really quick and, and easy. And then I voted. The whole process was like less than five minutes. Right. So I don't understand if I can vote in person. And go through the whole thing, get verified as me, do the vote, record the vote in less than five minutes. How come voting by mail takes weeks? <laughs> There's something, this is a bad, we, we turned down a bad road here. Because, and it's because all we've, gone, we've gone backwards technologically. Because this Because we all it was was to plump up the corrupt one-party state. The Could reason be. this reason it just doesn't go on this way in other states is most other states have two parties that are competitive. And so the one party checks the other party to make sure they don't create a system where they're just flowing in harvested ballots for the rest of our days, right? 
I'll repeat what I read earlier in the show. In their election night press release, L.A. County said that they had counted 1,318,093 ballots. That's all in-person voting, John Cobelt, and all mail ballots received before Election Day, which was mine. But all the mail ballots received on Election Day, they had not tabulated yet. Plus, now today's Thursday, so it's been another couple of days. And that estimate was nearly a million. Who is, so they're spitting out, it's just the L.A. mayor's race, another 40,000. Who, who is the dopey woman you quoted her? I don't know if I can find the story in front of me. Uh, oh, I can find it, yeah. yeah you know, who, who said that, well, the older generation wants instant gratification, which, by the way, is the first time I've ever heard that phrase. The older generation wants instant gratification, right? This is the younger named... generation has patience. John, oh, it's a man, John Krosnick, a social psychologist and professor of psychology, political science and communication uh, at Stanford. That's uh, who said that. Oh, my God. Gag me. The uh, older a voter is, the more they're going to be used to instant gratification on election night. The younger a voter is, the more they've lived with this in a newer world. Uh, to to okay. me, this is not a newer world. This, this is antiquated. This is a bad world. And see, the th- thing is, somebody going to tell this, this uh, fake uh, academic that the old system that I enjoyed was really efficient. Voting in person. This system is absurdly inefficient. They believe, though, that voting by mail adds a lot more voters to the mix because they're just too lazy to go to a voting Why is it it so difficult to ask citizens one day a year (laughs) to to, to drive a half a mile and go to a polling place for five minutes? If, 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 If this right to vote is so dreadfully important you can't drive the half mile and go through the five-minute procedure I, I i really don't understand that is that really asked is a government asking its citizens too much and they don't see how this creates not only this massive inefficiency and delay but just the potential for fraud there's far more potential for fraud with this mailing nonsense and ballot harvesting Oh, and, and then they pretend, no, no, we're verifying every signature. That's why it takes so long. Are you really? <laughs> they don't reject too many. Yeah, exactly. They'll reject recall signatures, but not voting signatures in an election. They no, don't reject all too this, many. All this is, look, other states don't have this kind of system for a reason. Because this is to keep one-party rule, to keep a corrupt regime in power. They've, they're now rigging the system so there's no chance. Now that- you sound like Trump. No, no. That was his complaint. No, He didn't like these mail ballots either. No, I know, but he went to court 60 times and it was all shot down. Right. I, I'm, I'm primarily complaining about the delay here. And I am describing what eventually this will lead to. Um, oh. You see, I mean, it, it creates the opportunity here. Ballot harvesting, I'm completely against. I wouldn't be surprised if there's any fraud. But since I'm not running for office, I'm not going to spend time and money to file a lawsuit. But I don't trust ballot harvesting, and I don't know how any, any rational person can. I mean, that that is the road to ruin there. But All right, if you're just tuning in, the latest vote count has come out from the L.A. County Registrar of Voters, but it was not exactly a big vote dump. Uh, but uh, no. as feared, Karen Bass has moved closer to Rick Caruso, who maintains a slight edge in the race for L.A. City Mayor. Remember back in June... He won on election night, and I think even the day after, but in the days that followed as they tabulated the mail-in ballots, she ended up pulling way ahead. 
by the time yeah. we are done with that. You know, and I, I read something, and this applied to other states that have some mail-in balloting. And, and the same thing happens is the Democrat vote is, is heavy uh, on the mail-in ballots. And, and somebody said it's like, so when are the Republicans going to have a get-out-the-mail-in ballot? Operation. Yeah, I read someone who also said the same thing. We need to get out there and harvest. Because what they need to do is, if they want to be competitive, is to expand their pool of voters, right? The Democrats figure this out. They've expanded their pool of voters, and I don't know what system they use to, you know, keep on a on a, to keep to keep monitoring voters and make sure they actually mail in their ballot. They might have some communication system with text messages, email, whatever. But right. it looks like the Republicans don't do that. They just depend on everyone showing up on election day. But yeah. obviously, if your crowd is going to mail in two, you'll get more votes. And so if this is going to be the way of things, your side has to figure out how to expand the mail-in ballot, not just hope everybody shows up on election day because that's our tradition, because your tradition apparently and, is failing in the new world. And we have so many great tech minds in the state of California. They have to figure out how to make the mail-in thing more efficient somehow. I I isn't, I'm just talking off the top of my head, but there's got to be a way to make this better. Well, isn't that true with everything in government? <laughs> I know. I mean, like the $30 billion that the unemployment office gave away, like the DMV catastrophe, like everything. Like even uh, the tax refund checks, right? You were saying before that a lot of people are complaining. They haven't shown up by now. They haven't gotten them, now. a lot of people. Because, right, we got more coming up. You know, again, who, who applies to be a government worker cubicle drone? John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. The L.A. County Registrar's Office has a million votes uncounted. And after a, a full day and a half of work, two days really, right? Wednesday and Thursday, two days, we got 40,000 votes. Yeah, Rick added. Caruso moved from 253,000, roughly 274,000. So he got yeah. an extra 20,000 votes from this afternoon's dump and... I guess she got a bit more than that because she's narrowed the, uh, the right. margin between okay. them. So they, they only did 40,000 votes in two days of work? Well, how many people you think are doing this? this I don't is know. This all mail-in with these envelopes. I don't know. Set up, they set up a system and they don't have the employees. And then, you know, you have to go on I break. I have no idea how many are working away at these. It's 11 o'clock. It's time for my break. I'm tired of counting this. I'm bored. You go down there and do it yourself. You're that impatient. Oh, if I was running that, if I was running that, it would go a lot faster. What this means is that it's going to take a while because if each dump is only 40,000 votes and they have a million in the county, <laughs> they have yeah. until December 5th to certify this election. That's what I'm saying here. It's, it, well, let's see, 40,000, that's, that's uh, 25, right? 40,000 into a million would go 25 times. So uh, 25, uh, 25 times two, because it's two days to get to 40,000. So that's 50 days. So we're talking about, uh, oh, this is going to go up, uh, to around Christmas. They don't have till Christmas, though. December 5th, they have to certify the election. At their so. pace, they're gonna, it's going to take till Christmas. They... <laughs> well, maybe the next vote dump, hey. which I, I don't know when it is. I think it's Tuesday. Yeah. Hey, Dean Monday's Lo a holiday. We won't get anything then. Dean Monday's Logan Veterans is Day. one of the most incompetent uh, boobs in the uh, vote counting business. So that's uh, what we got here in L.A. County. All right. Coming up after five o'clock, we'll recap the wild police chase that involved a man who stole at least two vehicles, a van and then a pickup truck. We have new details on our carjacker friend. 
new details on his criminal background because the first thing we learned, oh, a parolee. Now we'll tell you what those details are. Yeah. At 5.05, we'll play more audio from the poor people that were the victims here, the man whose van was stolen, the family whose pickup truck was stolen. A parolee did all that damage last night and uh, messed up all those people's lives. But no one was hurt, though, John. No one died. And everybody got reelected, so it's okay. All right. Well, we're going to send our news anchor, Deborah Mark, to a very special place this weekend. Are you ready, Deborah Mark? I'm so ready. Where am I going? This Saturday, November 12th, you're going to Acton. Ever been to Acton? I have. I have not. John has. I have been to Acton. It is the turkey shelter. The other, having the celebration for the turkeys. You can come this Saturday. It's called the Farm Sanctuaries Los Angeles Shelter. Just 45 minutes from Hollywood on Escondido Canyon Road. Oh, is this where you kill your own turkey for Thanksgiving? No, it's not. Quite the opposite. It's a celebration of turkeys. This is a farm sanctuary. They're given safe haven here, John. (laughs) Safe haven from people who celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah. (laughs) That's correct. You can actually go there and watch the turkeys feast. They're going to be fed. Uh, They're doing apparently an entire days. They're going to honor turkeys and see them in a new light. Now, turkeys are They've nasty. been doing this since 1986. Turkeys are not nasty. They, are nasty. they do not yes. deserve to they be come, on your they come at you. dinner table. If you stand and look at them, they'll they'll get angry well, and they'll come at you. Maybe they just don't like the way you look. No, they start pecking at you. Are they going to look an, at them through a heating light? There's an annual <laughs> feeding of the turkey ceremony. You can watch them eat pumpkin pie, squash, uh-huh. cranberries, and kale salad. Ooh, kale salad. <laughs> and then, yeah, the turkeys eat kale salad. And the turkeys will then be re- reunited with all those ingredients on the dinner I mean, plate. here's the sad number. They claim more than 6 million turkeys nationwide have been killed due to the worst outbreak of avian influenza in mm. recent history. 14% of the nation's total turkey production is gone. That's why there's higher prices this year. For oh, is that right? Reason. Oh, yeah. Supposedly turkey's very expensive this year. Well, so one of the reasons is the avian yeah. flu outbreak, which... Uh, Killed off a lot of them. So you can't, uh, yeah, you can't eat a diseased turkey. No. So Saturday at twelve o'clock, okay. Deborah Mark. All right. And you, you can show up at twelve, and you get uh, you get uh, you get greeted. Oh, oh, there's lunch. There's welcoming remarks. And, and you watch turkeys eat pumpkin pie. Yes. There's a feeding of the turkey ceremony. Hmm. A feeding. Can turkey. I play with the turkeys? I no, I guess you'll, you'll get hurt. You'll walk away bleeding. I don't think so. They they know no. that I love animals. They they can sense All those. Right. those She's things. gonna hug a turkey. Nothing, nothing nastier than turkey. Nuzzle a turkey. And they're they're kind of oh. stupid too. Cuddle a turkey. I love all these. I'll, I'll do them all. Well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> oh, okay. That didn't come out right. <laughs> you think they'll they'll find me out if I grab one and try to steal it out of there to eat? Oh, well, it looks like Wait, they're in good gonna, hands, though. You're gonna I'll hold kidnap it. one. Yeah, hold it up in the air as you're running to your car. Put a gag on it and run out. Yeah, I, I got dinner. No, uh, I would not. Wa- <laughs> right. I would never say that. Their motto is, offer turkeys a seat at the table, not on it. Oh, that's a great motto. How many turkeys do they uh, kill every year for Thanksgiving? Well, it's a lot. What is the death toll? Well, if 6 million, John, is 14% of the nation's total turkey production, what would... (laughs) That would be at least 60 million turkeys, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, we have how many households? Most people still eat turkey at Thanksgiving and all the restaurants and everything else. It seems like they're going to be short this year. That's why the turkey prices are high. There's a turkey shortage. All right, uh, more coming up. And again, if you missed it, they did put out... New numbers, L.A. County did, 
uh, a vote dump. And you said what, Tracy Park? Her Tracy new, her Park, hit? about the same. It's still 55-45. All right. Very and, tiny. Uh, uh, the race for mayor got a little closer, Karen Bass, and probably we'll see this happening every update, <laughs> nudging closer to Rick Caruso. Uh, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.